we jump headfirst into our number two on this happy, 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 happy opening day for Sooner Softball. Oklahoma inside a half hour for first pitch Sooners and Utah Valley. Of course, uh, the Duke, Duke contest uh, later on this afternoon. That is a one o'clock start time. We, we teased it. Kevin Wilson uh, had some uh, <laughs> some interesting thoughts. Just real quick, though, uh, off the top here, the uh, the NBA trade deadline. Here we go. The Indiana Pacers trading Buddy Heald to the 76ers for Marcus Morris and uh, Cormaz and three second round picks. Uh, that's a Woj bomb from a little more than a half hour ago. And uh, there's, I guess, Oklahoma City Thunder news we have to share as well. The Thunder also via Woj, and probably Shams too, but I'm looking at this from Woj. The uh, OKC Thunder finalize a trade to send guard Trey Mann and Davis Bertans to the Charlotte Hornets for Gordon Hayward. Interesting, Josh. I, I love Trey Mann. I'm a little confused by the Gordon Hayward for the Thunder. I think he's been injured for this year as well. I thought maybe Thunder still got some time to go get an athletic big. That's what they uh, really need at the five spot. 25 games uh, that he's played in, and he started all 25. But uh, interesting, interesting. They have uh, added Gordon Hayward. He has shot it 36% from three this season. So... That is, uh, that is what is going on with the OKC Thunder. Do you think that's going to be the extent of the movement for OKC? I, I, I don't know. I, I think the Thunder will do some more things here in the trade deadline. And I guess they'll keep Gordon Hayward. I don't know if they'll keep him or if, if, he, if they're going to send him uh, somewhere else. I don't know. Yeah. How, I got to look at I don't know how old Gordon Hayward is, but he's been in the league for a little while now. And it's an expiring contract yeah. for Gordon Hayward. So that uh, that's a little bit of a end-of-season free-up-some-money uh, bonus to the equation here for OKC. And who knows? Maybe, maybe he'll help you before it's all said and done. So interesting as the final set of trade deadline uh, puzzle pieces fall in the – NBA. Kevin Wilson, okay, if you missed this, uh, let's set the scene here. Kevin Wilson, of course, head coach, University of Tulsa, who, by the way, as we uh, found out, out-recruited both Oklahoma State and Kansas State in the 2024 signing class. Connor, he was uh, sharing a conversation with a recruit, uh, a text message that a recruit had sent him, text exchange. And, uh, well, here's what it sounded like, uh, their conversation on NIL. So here's a great text message right here. Typical in first questions is, what do you get? I go, you'll get nothing like it. That's what they said, and that's what they told Spalding, right? From a guy saying, hey, co- hey coach, just asking, um, um, you know, about money. I'm not a money-hungry person. Don't need a ton of money. Uh, but this is a transfer. I've been getting about six to seven k a month. I got three dogs and a girlfriend. So what do you think I'll get there? And I said, the first thing you need to do is drop the dogs. And I'm not sure about the girl. I go, I go, we'll explain our incentive-based plan that we use is based on academic success, not allocating any, any NIL funds. We're starting at now. We'll have a clear direction if and when we get anything. 
but I have not and will not promise anything until I know for sure what I got. I'll disclose you on a visit how we do our academic base plan. Ah, what do you think about that? Pretty good, huh? That's hilarious. I love how Kevin Wilson just keeps a straight face the whole time he says that. <laughs> first thing I do is drop the dogs. I don't know about the girl. It sounded the first time I listened to that, I thought he said three dogs and a gopher, <laughs> yeah. but he actually he did say girlfriend. So that's uh, that's the world we're living in, man. And that's why Petiti and Sankey and everyone we got to get things uh, sorted out to some degree, right? We got to take a little bit of the craziness. Some form, fashion of structure would be good for college athletics. Now, what that looks like and what the finalized situation is, okay, your guess is as good as mine. Well, if when you have an old school coach like that and the recruit, first thing he asks about over the phone or text, and this right here is about <laughs> NIL, then Kevin Wilson's obviously not going to be a fan of that and uh, make fun of it. That was uh, that was sort of he just needed about. 90 more seconds, and we needed to go down some corridors we didn't expect to go down. But that was kind of Mike Leach's. No, it was, yeah. Ke- and Kevin Wilson has done that a lot, where he's just he's just funny. And, yeah, similar to what Mike Leach does, his responses. One of the uh, other football notes that caught my attention, uh, did you see this? George Stoya uh, basically reporting, that uh, well, I shouldn't say basically reporting. He he is uh, he did report with Andy Staples that Oklahoma plans in some form or fashion to honor Josh Heupel when Tennessee comes to town. What do you think about that? Yeah, I like it. I know there was talks about that when you saw Tennessee uh, on the schedule. He won you a national championship in the 2000 season as a quarterback, and then uh, offensive coordinator. Offensive coordinator, excuse me, and toward the end of his uh, tender at OU, his offense has started to decline a little bit, and that's where it led to uh, Bob Stoops with the firing of Josh Heupel. But I still love it, though, when he comes back to Norman, uh, a little celebration honoring Josh Heupel and Norman. How do you do that successfully? How, how do you honor a head coach that, uh, I mean, obviously great player, national championship quarterback, for Oklahoma, the last to lead OU to the promised land, uh, former offensive uh, coordinator at OU. I mean, sooner great, right? But uh, how do you do that when he's coaching the opposing team? I know. It, it, it's, it's very strange. I, I don't know what OU plans on doing. I know. I think you'll have something in the pregame, obviously, something on the uh, big board, a tribute video for Josh Heupel uh, showing his playing days at the University of Oklahoma and the run to the national championship that he had as a quarterback. But, yeah, it, it is odd when he's on the other side of the sideline and you're, you're honoring him uh, before the game. Here was the quote from Stoya. Quote, and uh, I think a lot of that animosity has gone away. I know talking to some people just this last year in the administration that I think they plan to celebrate him in some fashion and honor him during the game. And I think Josh will get a standing ovation. I really do. I think the fan base has somewhat moved on from that whole ordeal because there were a lot of fans that wanted Josh Heupel fired. Do you, do you think you'll have, yeah, most of everybody in the stands uh, standing up to cheer on Heupel? I would hope yeah, so. Yeah, I would hope so, too. I, I don't want to see, yeah, I don't want to see, like, any uh, booing, especially when, 
uh, this is getting announced that there will be some kind of tribute for Josh. So here's my thought. Uh, in a perfect world, and I don't know if I don't know if there's I don't know if this is realistic, right? Because he's the opposing head coach. It's actually, I mean, it's a massive game for both. September 21st, Oklahoma, first SEC game, comes at home in Norman versus Tennessee. And the two teams, though, I'm not going to call them spitting images of one another, uh, you know, philosophically or, you know, over the last quarter century or this or that. But uh, they do have the similarity of, okay, each a five-star quarterback running the show for next season right and each five-star quarterback has made one start in nico iama leava and in jackson arnold and yet uh, there's a lot of optimism right for what both of those guys could be and what they could potentially elevate their respective programs into as soon as next year and yet the first strong indication of what direction it's going for both well it's it's going to be in that game between those two so it's a massive game i i don't I, I don't know how you i can't see where you would honor josh heupel before the game with you know handing him a football at midfield i just can't imagine he would want to do that would he something yeah, of, to know. that effect yeah i don't know especially if ou and tennessee they're both obviously in the uh top 25 big matchup at home one of the few big matchups uh, in the sec that oklahoma has uh in norman I do think, though, to me, in a perfect world, Bob Stoops being involved in some capacity would, would be awesome, right? If for any perceived animosity or it was a nasty split, if both sides could, could do that, if it's a video tribute, I mean, obviously Bob Stoops got to be on the video, right? But uh, thanking Josh Heupel, I think that would be a nice touch. And then uh, the camera pans and Heupel waves to the crowd, gets the standing ovation, and uh, collectively, everybody hopefully can move on in a positive way. Yeah, toss that pass aside between Bob and uh, Josh. You know Bob Stoops will, will do that, and he'll play a part in that uh, tribute video before the game. Well, then you got a really good football game, <laughs> especially if Tennessee has a really good uh, squad this year. You mentioned the five-star quarterback that they had. Uh, two similar storylines for both teams. Sean chimes in. There was never animosity on the OU side. He's the one that acted like a four-year-old. Interesting. Well, hopefully, hopefully that does happen in whatever whatever capacity it would, because it would be a nice thing. Josh Heupel from this fan base, maybe. Maybe it's just what he needs to truly move on, right? If there's privately some hard feelings between, really, I think probably more on Josh's side than, than Bob's into the equation because business is business, right? And unfortunately, business can be personal when you have personal relationships. But, you know, when you're the head football coach, you're charged with making tough decisions. That's uh, any CEO, uh, any, right, any uh, business owner or any boss, you, you have to make tough decisions that maybe you don't want to make. I, I can't imagine anybody wants to fire the uh, or move on from the quarterback that won you a national championship, your lone national championship, and, uh, oh, by the way, was transformative 
in, in turning this Oklahoma program around from where Oklahoma was at in the 90s to what Heupel started off, right, the chain reaction that he created for Oklahoma. There's, there's love there. It's not a fun conversation to say that, hey, we got to move on and go in a different direction. But guess what? You're the head football coach, and if things are not going according to plan, at times you got to make a tough decision, right? So I would imagine that uh, it's mostly always been positive, and this is me speculating. It's not on uh, any sort of affirmed ground or affirmed authority, but I would imagine that I would hope that there's not just this ton of negative feelings on the Bob Stoops into the equation, but maybe for Josh Heupel, he just needs to basically see Oklahoma say, Josh, we love you. We love you. <laughs> yeah, that's what he needs. And Josh, it, it is business. It doesn't matter if you are an Oklahoma guy, if the offense and you're in charge of the offense, if it's going downhill, I mean, you, you got, you got to make a change. College football is business. But, yeah, I hope they come together for this and uh, send Josh Heupel on a good note and just toss that hate aside, just whatever you have. Yeah, and I I think some sort of video package is most likely, right, with maybe a word from Bob, a word from Joe C., a word from Brent, and then uh, pan to him and, and the crowd can give the standing ovation. And then we play football, right? And I don't know if you do that before the game, uh, like right before kickoff or something, or at – I, probably you can't do it in the middle of the game, can you? can't do it at halftime. No, I, you can't do that. And obviously uh, you're not going to do it after the game no. because somebody's going to be happy and somebody's going to be upset. And, uh, and so probably the best case is to do it before. That will be a massive game, though. What's on the line there? You don't, you know, in this new 12-team format, the must-win factor dissipates a little bit, right? Now, college football and college football fans, it's going to be, I think, challenging for us to totally remove ourselves from, well, the habits you've developed over the years, right? Every loss is the worst loss of all time. It doesn't take you out of the national championship picture like it has over the years in the past of college football, right? But uh, you're not in the business of trying to go lose games and that game versus Tennessee, though, it doesn't, with a loss, take you out of a 12-team playoff possibility or trying to track down a national championship. Don't you think it's a pretty good indicator of maybe how things are going to go? Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of your first wake-up call if you're Oklahoma when you bring Tennessee into Norman. That's one of the uh, many big-time matchups that OU has in SEC play. You'll get Alabama toward the end of the year, but that's your first big-time matchup right there uh, with Tennessee, who uh, they have some question marks. They have a five-star quarterback that uh, hasn't played a lot of snaps, but they're still going to be a really good team, and you're going to find out uh, what you're made of in conference play. And Tennessee's going to find out for them, too, yeah. right? I, I, I mean, Tennessee probably feels – Pretty good about itself heading into next season, particularly offensively with uh, the the five-star quarterback, Iyama Leava, and he looked good against a a strong Iowa defense in their bowl game. He didn't throw for 350 yards and and five touchdowns or anything like that, but he he managed the game well and uh, didn't look sped up to me. He didn't look like uh, he was prone to just making a ton of freshman uh, mistakes out there or first-year starting mistakes out there. But let's hope that's a different story when he comes to Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium on September 21st. 
that would be a nice, strong statement for OU if the defense makes Iamaleava look like that, hey, yeah, rookie quarterback starting. Yeah, it, it, to me it's kind of similar to college basketball with OU's first year in the SEC. You want to take care of business at home, and you got two uh, big-time programs coming in, one of them Alabama. So, man, it would be a lot for OU if you can get those two wins at home and then go grab a few big ones uh, on the road. A few of those are Ole Miss and uh, LSU. I thought that was good news, though. I was happy to see that, according to the Stoya reporting, that uh, the administration is working on some some way to honor uh, Josh Heupel. That's uh, a good thing, and it should happen. It's not shocking. We, I think, uh, collectively, you, me, the, the ref army, Sooner fans had sort of pondered and maybe uh, a large portion of the fan base hoped that this uh, that something was in the works, right, for that game. And then after that, hey, we love you, but right now today, unfortunately, you're the enemy <laughs> today. Yeah, people will never forget what Josh Heupel did for OU. I mean, that's your last national championship, and he led the way uh, to the win over Florida State to be national champs. Some final uh, pre-first pitch thoughts coming your way next. Sooner softball. It's uh, just about ready. First pitch is uh, oh so close. We're hanging out today at Cavens Group. Check out Cavens Group uh, online, cavensgroup.com. Number to call in Norman or Oklahoma City, 405-573-3048. In Tulsa, 918-282-7612, where water, fire, mold, storm damage, uh, all of that remediation and mitigation emergency expert work that you need cavens group they're here for you taking a time out some again final pregame thoughts coming your way next for sooner softball excellent song choice i like it i like it a lot as we uh, are just about ready to get this oklahoma 2024 softball season title defense part four underway right here on uh, the ref with you uh, well, as we follow along, I should say, uh, flow softball, where I am feverishly working as we speak, Connor, to uh, make sure that uh, you would think, you know, from a preparation standpoint, maybe this had been done before, but it has not. I regret to inform you, but uh, we should, you and I, have access to flow softball yes. in short order, and I will share said passcode with you and maybe 5808, who's looking for a pirated link today on the uh, text line yeah good for you josh i'm glad one of us did it because i i never came across or i never really gotten flow softball ever i've thought about it but i never did it you can get it for 29.99 a month then yeah cancel it later on well the season here we go is upon us as uh, this sooner softball team not that they haven't made history before but they're going to try and go do it again and uh, i think what i told you yesterday was you know, this group's already immortalized, right? This uh, collection of the seniors that have been around Oklahoma for the duration of their careers. T.R.A. Jennings, Jada Coleman, and others. They're, uh, look, build the statue, make the, the mural, whatever it needs to be, right, for, for that group. And yet, you win four in a row? Four out of four? Well, last time I checked, Connor, you can't do any better than that. So that's that's the big storyline is can they 
can they just defend the crown? And uh, meanwhile, along the way, as uh, we discussed right off the top of the show, I am curious, uh, you know, what what do things look like this uh, this weekend for Oklahoma from an in-the-circle standpoint, from a lineup perspective? How, how much does it uh, remain the same? Which, by the way, the uh, starting pitcher is uh, – it just came down. The opening day lineup looks like this. The starting pitcher is Nicole May for Oklahoma versus Utah Valley. So she's getting the ball to start in center. It'll be Coleman. The DP is Parker. At third is Brito. Hanson, of course, behind the plate. Shortstop we know is T.R.A. Jennings. Pickering out in right. First base is Sanders. Second base is Hodge. And uh, out in left is Boone. So there is your starting lineup today to uh, get the season underway for Oklahoma softball. Yeah, I finally get it. I love that middle defense right there. Hodge and uh, T.R.A. Jennings, Brito at third. It's still a really uh, talented infield that OU has. And, yeah, ready to see Nicole May on the mound. I wonder if it's a situation where she'll throw, I don't know, three innings and if OU has a big lead, maybe Patty uh, Gasso uh, puts in someone else in that spot to save Nicole's uh, arm for the next two games. But we'll see. Are you like True Sooner? I, I know this is, uh, you know, a month down the road or, or more. Uh, are you like True Sooner that Nicole May, she should get the ball for the first game in Love's Field? I kind of like that idea. I do. I Yeah, I do. That, that's your pitcher that's uh, been through it on the roster for uh, Oklahoma. So, yeah, I'm all for that, for her to get the ball. I mean, no, no disrespect to Kelly Maxwell and Monticello and uh, some of these other uh, pitchers for Oklahoma, but Nicole May uh, has been here. Uh, to 918 Mike on the text line, I will let you know I have passed along your Mexican restaurant recommendation to one Gary Cavins and the crew. And uh, they also write us here and say, 30 minutes, can't wait. And now, uh, obviously, minutes. Get the fourth. Does Plank wear a straw hat in Vallarta? Interesting. I, I don't know. I've n- have you seen Plank in a bucket hat? Yeah, I think I have. Yeah, I think uh, on an occasion I've okay. seen Plank in a bucket hat. Well, I know you got the flip-flops for sure for Plank. Yep, flip-flops, uh, some form or fashion of shorts. Khakis. And, uh, khakis, yeah, probably khaki shorts. And uh, he's ready to roll <laughs> with, uh, I would imagine, some kind of like OU polo or uh, you know light pullover that's not, not too hot down there in Puerto Vallarta. Try to think, is there any freshman in this lineup for Oklahoma? Uh, Parker, right? Parker. I believe is. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I think she's going to be really good. Pickering, right? Is Pickering's a another, too, is another yeah, another new name in the outfield. Uh, she'll be, yeah, right field. It looks like batting sixth in there in the lineup. So uh, Parker, the DP today, Sanders at first, and Pickering out and right. Dude, and I love this Coleman leading off and Boone at the ninth spot and extra leadoff again. That has played such a big part for Oklahoma uh, these past few years. How many times have we seen Boone uh, start an inning and get a rally going just based off last year? She was huge. Yeah, so many she times. Was, she was huge for Oklahoma in uh, getting to and tracking down a third straight national championship. Those two, pure electricity watching them uh, play softball. You know how I feel about Jada Coleman. I, I was shared that with you yesterday. I 
my favorite player, has been for some time, and that includes everybody. You toss any name you want my direction. I love watching Jada Coleman play. Her going out there robbing home runs, ripping it around uh, the base paths, and uh, obviously the, the pop in the bat, the uh, just the speed. I mean, she is so, so talented, and uh, she and the Sooners are back. A couple of texts, and we'll hop to a T.O. as uh, first pitch arrives. From the 817, this is pretty good. The 817 writes, we lose Jordy, but we get Maxwell and Keeney. That's solid. I wonder how many innings Jordy will pitch at Nebraska. The pressure to win might result in a tired arm. I've been looking at replays of last year's games, and our number one rated defense saved Jordy's bacon on uh, several occasions. We've got a roster made up of ladies who want to be here, and Jordy's where she wants to be. All is good. Yeah, I mean, it helps out a pitcher when you have the best defense in the country, and that's what OU had uh, last year. I know when Jordy made that move where she said she was going to go to Nebraska, I heard people talking about, oh, man, Nebraska is not a very good team. They don't have uh, much pitching. So, yeah, I think Jordy's going to throw quite a bit for Nebraska, and we'll see if that takes a toll on her uh, later on in the season. Cherokee Sooner, I'm sorry, I just saw this out of the 918. I'm really excited to watch this group of seniors play. That group alone reads like an all-star lineup, and that is true, Connor. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Just such uh, power fire, or excuse me, yeah, fire in the lineup for uh, Oklahoma. Yeah, power fire, whatever. Power fire, whatever. That sounds cool. But, yeah, they're they're just so so good in that lineup for OU, and they have been uh, for the past two or three years. Gunny of Stutzman's Army. Guten Morgen, fellas. Have a great show. Thank you, Gunny. And, and a Guten Morgan uh, right back at you as well. This uh, is an interesting text from Clint. We've gotten it a couple of times over the last several days, and I, I meant to touch on this, Clint. I'm sorry that I didn't, and uh, let's do that next. Oklahoma football, somebody that has left the program and has gone elsewhere, how do we feel about it? Is there any cause for concern, or should we be doing backflips, Connor? Should we be doing jumping jacks celebrating this news? We'll share it with you next as OU softball season underway from Puerto Vallarta. This is the Plank Show. Back with you right after this. So good news and bad news. Uh, Did not have to sign up for flow softball. Bad news? Uh, (laughs) Didn't realize that uh, I already had the subscription, and uh, that I'm sure has been coming out of the bank account consistently for the last however many months but hey we're, we're all set, and you, you wonder where the money goes josh i, I know well now it's uh, now it's starting to add up uh, porta vallarta they are underway down in mexico and uh, nicole may has uh, got the ball in the circle to start the season for the sooners one away versus utah valley in the top of the first little fly out to a uh, little soft fly out to left field was how things got underway the uh, house I would describe as packed, full of Sooners here on uh, Flow Softball. Love that. Sooners making the trip all the way up there for the season opener. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. This one, and they're going to get their money's worth with Duke and Washington as well. 
Yeah, we'll get a, get a good uh, look at this team today at, uh, and tomorrow, which, by the way, tomorrow and uh, Saturday, you can catch Oklahoma softball right here on the Ref uh, Radio Network with us. And uh, I know a number of games over the course of this season don't have uh, the full schedule in front of me, but as those dates roll along, we'll be sure to share those with you. Uh, ground out, and uh, there are two away here in the top of the first. Have you ever been to Mexico, Connor? Well, I actually went to Puerto Vallarta for our honeymoon. Okay, I thought you did. <laughs> yeah. I thought you did, but I didn't want to say that's where you went and be yeah. totally wrong. So, okay, well, this, it holds a special I, I, place I did, in your heart then. I didn't get to see the softball field. We didn't really yeah, drive off the resort much. Unbelievable. But I'm sure, I'm sure you did be- go over there. I know. I'm sure it's beautiful, though. Well, very good. So, uh, you have been to Mexico. I've been to Mexico when I was younger. But uh, I remember basically nothing about it. I was I was too young, <laughs> yeah. too young. Uh, so mentioned this text before the break was pretty good, and this individual has been sending this text the last couple of days, and I apologize. I uh, I saw it. I meant to get to it, and then all cop to every once in a while being uh, scatterbrained every uh, every little bit here and there. So I apologize, Clint. Here's the text. So Alabama took one look at Oklahoma's super subpar special teams play and said, ha, ha, that guy, give us some of that, Jay Nunez. Bizarro. That's, that's funny. Oklahoma's special teams just, I mean, you know, Josh, they just, it hasn't been very good uh, during BV's first two years. So I'm not surprised though you uh, made a move there. Yeah, Oklahoma has a chance, I think, to improve itself. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, look. Kickers are going to make or miss kicks. That part of it, you know, how much can you change? But uh, there's plenty of other parts of Oklahoma's specialist units that, simply put, they need to be more dynamic. They need to be better organized. And uh, let me see if I can pull this up for you. The special teams numbers as a little pop out just uh, to short the first inning is over. We'll get our first look at the Sooner Bats uh, in 20. 24 the espn sp plus rankings don't totally subscribe to these in every single instance connor but uh without getting the number directly in front of me right this second oklahoma's in the 90 90 and above rankings in terms of special teams sp plus so what is that well it's a statistical analytical breakdown of all of it put together not just hey are they making field goal kicks or missing field goal kicks how does the punting unit look how far do they kick it all of it right so that ain't good enough at Oklahoma no and the kicking game wasn't very good and even the even the uh, punting game I mean flipping the field was not very good for Oklahoma and then uh, on the kickoff game you had a fumble uh, against Kansas so things like that you just you, you can't afford it just can't happen Let's go to the phones, shall we? Uh, Sean is on the line waiting to chat. I'm sure a little softball, maybe uh, how we open the hour with the, the Josh Eiple news. Sean, what's up, man? Good morning. I am well, and no, I don't want to talk about Bobby Hill. But plenty of time for that as we get down the road. But that is um, a great television show. It is, it is. I never knew he'd grow up to be such a good coach. Um, the... Uh, uh, it's funny, real quick, on the special things and all that, I've been shocked. One of the things I thought would happen would be attention to detail and discipline, and that's been lacking for about two years, which is odd. So Yeah, it's 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 uh, disappointing. They need to radically improve in that department. 
I would, and I'm sure they will. But I was going to tell you, by the way, I do win my bet. I thought it would be Nicole to start the season. And I, I thought that because, one, the reward. But, two, if Deal is the future, I think you want to fire her out there against Duke and see what she's got against a good uh, a ranked opponent. So, um, but uh, I hope that all goes well. I'll be dialed in. And, yes, you, if you cancel that Flow subscription, Josh, or, uh, Josh you could be able to get you a new car. I know. It's clearly. I don't know if it's in the the credit card or the checking, the debit card, somewhere oh. along the line. I uh, miscalculated here, but hey, at least we had flow softball to start the season. <laughs> yes, that's uh, yes. Hey, real quick, I love the Kevin Wilson deal you played, and it and it brings up this point. I want your opinion on. Okay, we we tend to look at every everything whether it's bowl games or playoffs or recruiting or NIL through an OU lens. And that's natural because we're OU. But what we're talking about in NIL is actually probably about eight to 12 teams. It's not all of the 130 plus division one teams. The vast majority are, are like Tulsa, the vast majority or like Tulsa and what Kevin Wilson said right there, the bigger issue, in my opinion, I know the bagman booger man gets a lot of the uh, play, but the bigger issue is the portal. That's where you're having the issue, in, in my opinion, because if you're a good player at Tulsa, it's even harder for him to build a team because those are the guys, well, I'm going to jet to OU so I can win a title. Sure. But the vast majority of the NIL talk, I don't think, really affects 90%, 98% of the teams. That's an OU, Ohio State, Bama issue. It's not an issue for the vast majority of them as we look at it. Do you agree or disagree? Yeah, I think that's fair. And actually, if if something gets put into place that sort of uh, evens the playing field to a degree or gives us strong structure, it's going to help out the, the non-Oklahomas of the world, right, to some degree maybe, because then all of a sudden uh, maybe it's not the, the complete wild, wild west. But for Oklahoma versus, say, I don't know, Ohio State and uh, A&M, Miami, the, the, the last two especially, right, those are the teams that it's become – commonplace for everybody to say oh that that's where all the money's at right they're really investing in name image likeness if you could narrow that gap or just make it even then i, I think is good or just have any sort of structure would be nice well no i i agree but i think the portal is the bigger issue i don't think the nil because again i think the nil the world we talk about only really affects about like i said eight to twelve teams the portal's affecting everybody, and the portal's the thing, in my opinion, that will drive coaches from the game because you don't want to have to re-recruit your own roster every year. You can't build a program. The NIL, like I said, that that's really not that many teams that are being – and, and I think they're even dealing with the same pool of players in that regard. So I think I, we look at it as a bigger deal than it probably is for the whole of Division One, in my opinion. But the portal 
is a problem for the entirety of Division One. Yeah, well, there's no doubt about that, and that's why uh, I, I think you've suggested this in the past, and, and I, the more I've thought about it, I think it's a pretty good idea that you get six years to play four, and okay, if there's a medical hardship yeah. situation that comes along, then okay, great, now, now you've got a seventh, right, and that would make sense in certain instances, but otherwise, look, you got the one free transfer, after that, you're sitting out, you might not lose a year of eligibility, but uh, if it's within that six, okay, if it goes beyond that, you might. And uh, hopefully that would mitigate a lot of the musical chairs. Right. Yeah, no, I'm I'm a big proponent of that. I I think you get your one freebie, and after that, you lose a year every time you, you jump, jump ship. So, anyway, hey, great show, guys. I appreciate the time, man. Take care. No, hey, thank you, Sean. It, uh, it's fascinating to, to think about. I, I don't think Oklahoma's, as Sean pointed out, Oklahoma's a part of that group that they've got interest, right? They've got a strong Crimson and Cream Collective. We heard from uh, Jason Belzer on this show uh, not not more than a month ago, and Oklahoma's competitive. Now, could they keep climbing? Sure. Are they? Do they have the? Are they the most flush with cash? Okay, uh, no, they're probably not, but they're not that far away, right? They're in that neighborhood of programs that can be competitive. So Oklahoma's not totally hurting for the the way that name, image, likeness has changed things in college football. And yet uh, some sort of structure, if there's, if you ever get to a revenue-sharing standpoint or where, you know, the SEC Big Ten from a TV deal can toss some money into the equation – I think, uh, to me, I think would be a good thing. And then you put basically a hard cap on every school, and, and it, sure, it turns into almost a collectively bargained uh, situation. Yeah, I'm with you, Josh. I, I think OU's got a good thing going for them for the NIL. Now, I'm right there with Sean, where if you're not one of these top programs or if you're not, you know, a top uh, 20 team, it, it's really hard to be competitive in the NIL and get uh, big-time players to uh, come play for you. Oklahoma softball is underway. We'll get you we'll get you an update on the other side right here. It's the Plank Show. Close it up our number two when we come back on the ref. Back with you. It is the Plank Show right here. On the home of Suda fans hanging out today from Cavens Group. Uh, hey, uh, no big deal. How about a grand slam? Cassidy Pickering, true freshman with the grand slam for OU. Now that's how you start the season. Uh, starting, uh, obviously, today in right. And, uh, yeah, that's one way to uh, bop into a freshman statement in your debut. Yeah, and don't get confused. They gave uh, Utah Valley a run on the board. Maybe they – I saw someone say maybe they started a new rule. Everyone starts off with one run when they play OU. But, yeah, should be <laughs> well, four-nothing four nothing, four nothing OU. That uh, that might not be the, the most unfair rule of all time. Uh, Oklahoma, what would Oklahoma's record be if they spotted every team they played one run? I don't think it would matter, to be honest. <laughs> They'd win most of them still, would they not? Well, yeah, and you go back to last year, there were so many situa- or times where Oklahoma was trailing in the game, and you just knew that you know OU was going to put together a good inning offensively to come back and win the game. So underway in Puerto Vallarta versus Utah Valley, and uh, Pickering has gone yard. The uh, 
hangout for us today is right here at Cavens Group, where we're here to remind you if uh, storms from this past year, this past season, have not had a roof inspection, call Cavens and get a roof inspection. Chris and the crew are awesome. They uh, they came and did uh, my mom and dad's roof, and my dad had nothing but nice things to say about Chris and his team. Uh, so nice, but uh, give them a call. They will give you a roof inspection. It's always free. Uh, that insurance clock, though, from the storm damage from last year, that clock is ticking to make a claim on your roof, or if you've made that claim on the roof but uh, you've not yet had the roof replaced and uh, you know that you're going to need to get it done, call Cavens and uh, let their insurance specialist work with your insurance Cavens uh, will take it from start to finish to get you the insurance claim work complete and handle your insurance paperwork, too. It's uh, easy. Just give uh, Cavens, again, a call and uh, tell them the ref sent you and uh, get a roof upgrade for get a roof upgrade today, 405-573-3048. Norman and OKC, the number to call and uh, in Tulsa, 918-282-7612. Well, it didn't take long. Oklahoma softball, as you would suspect, is off and running versus Utah Valley. Remember, there's a couple of games today. First game uh, right here versus Utah Valley and then uh, versus Duke a little bit uh, later on this afternoon. Uh, on the text line, 5808, uh, he tells us, Knippemeyer, Chevrolet text line, by the way, 405-651-3439. Cue the quote-unquote Jordy wasn't very good anyways, guys. Yeah, e- easy with that. She, she was a really good pitcher for OU. I know. <laughs> well, she, he knows. Yeah, he, she had – well, she did have some help defensively too. It was a really good – uh, defensive team for OU last season too. It, well, it was, and and the previous texter earlier said, "Hey, you know that number one defense uh, helped her on a couple of occasions, and that's that's true last season." But yeah, it, Jordy, I think everybody for the most part understands Jordy was phenomenal. Top five stories of the day. Let's uh, do that with you next. It's the Plank Show. Two hours in the books.